Welcome to New Life with Adam Camp. This podcast is a ministry of Rosemont Baptist Church in LaGrange, Georgia. Please visit us on the web at rosemontchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Father, we just thank you for an incredible time of worship, Lord, and and just celebrating all you've done here. Thank you for the opportunity now to open the truth of your word, Father. We pray it would just resonate in our hearts. You would challenge us with truth, Father. We would be uh, convicted, Lord, compelled to do more. Father, I pray you do great things for the sake of your kingdom, Lord, as we praise you. And through the power of the Spirit, may we be transformed more and more to the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Take your Bibles and open to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. This is an exciting day for us. I want to invite you, if you you have your Bibles, to open them. If you don't, we're doing something a little bit new, which is exciting. There's a Bible in the seat in front of you or just down from you. It's a black book. You're welcome to use that if you didn't bring your Bible. I'm actually on page 953 this morning, so you can flip to that, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I prayed a lot about what to preach this week. We're going to step out of Mark. We'll come back to Mark after Easter next Sunday morning. But I prayed a lot about what to preach and, and how the Lord would lead us this service. But I just wanted to kind of work through 1 Corinthians chapter 3 because as the Lord led me there and as I read it more and as I studied through it more, I just felt the Lord calling me to preach it because Paul gives us just, just a real clear picture here of the first century church and, and what the first century church, especially in Corinth, was going through. But he says some things that, that applied to them, of course, in the first century, but I believe will apply to us now, especially as we think about this new building. So I just want to jump right in this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning of verse 1. We have it on the screen for you to follow along as well, the words of the apostle Paul. But I, brothers could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. They'd been having some struggles in their church between uh, people that were interested in the things of the world and people interested in the spiritual things. We never have those struggles anymore, by the way, do we? Verse 2, he said, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for it. And even now you're not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, Are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? Now he's going to rein them back in, verse 5. Then what is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned each to you. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. Now I want to give you the first truth here, then I'll work back through it together. It's, it's really foundational for us in this new place, these new facilities, to remember truth number one. This is God's church... And he wants it to grow, right? This is God's church, and he wants it to grow. Now, Paul says, listen, in the first century here in in the church in Corinth, there are people that are arguing. 
about who they're following, about who's better, about who's more spiritual. Some are following Apollos. Some are following Paul. But Paul reminds them, even though these are important people, even though Paul is important and Apollos is important, Paul reminds them, listen, these are simply humans. It's really all about God because he says in verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God gives the growth. Right? We, we need to be reminded on this Sunday morning as we think back the history, and, and thank you for that. And there, there's, You should sit down with Preacher Max at lunch one day, just let him tell you the story. So many stories of God's hand upon this church. It's crystal clear to me, and I know to you and so many others that have been here for a period of time, it's crystal clear to me that this is God's church. All the things he's done, all the ways in which he's worked, things that are above and beyond anything we could ever hope or imagine or dream of. This is God's church. He grows it. He gives the increase. But then there's something amazing here I don't want you to miss. In in the beauty of this passage and in the beauty of understanding that God is the one that gives the increase, he lets us in on something that's really important in verse 9. Pull up verse 9 for me. I want you to see that. Here's what he says. For we are God's, what's the word? fellow workers. Right, so think about this. Right, the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the universe allows you and me to be part of his church and he uses us to fulfill the great commission to reach the world for Christ. What that means is that every one of us plays a significant role in this church. Did you know that? Like if you think church is just Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, or it's actually going to be a few minutes after noon here in a minute. I'm going to keep preaching because we started 15 minutes late. Y'all supposed to laugh. Y'all like, oh my. If you think coming to church, is, if you think church is just about coming at 11 o'clock and sitting and listening to me preach and going home and never doing anything about it, you're missing the teachings of Scripture. Like you have a part to play. You have a role. And if you don't play that role, you're not allowing the church to grow to its full extent. You understand that? This is God's church. He wants it to grow. We had the opportunity over the last couple of weeks with, with the staff especially uh, to, to put things on the wall, to paint things, to hang things up. And everything you see in the lobby and, and, and kind of in this area, in the back wall and in the children's department, really everything inside of the building, other than the paint itself on the wall, the staff did with help from so many people in the church. And one of the things we kind of fell in love with over the last three weeks is this beauty right here. Now, some of y'all have used one of these. Some of you probably not. This is a laser level. Ooh, sounds real fancy, right? Well, you have to set it up right, and once you get it kind of set pretty close, it'll, it'll self-level itself, and it'll give you this beautiful laser, a horizontal laser on the wall and a vertical laser, and most of the things that have been hung, including all the, the sound panels in here, all the stuff in the lobby, the back lobby, all the paintings, the pictures, all those things were used or were hung using this level. It's a pretty powerful little tool. But here's the interesting thing about this level. If I just set this level down here on the, on the stage and came back in, in an hour or a week or a month, guess what? It would still be just sitting there. Because as powerful as it is and as much potential as it has to work, it can't do anything until somebody picks it up and uses it. You understand that? We're like that in God's hands. We're powerful instruments, all designed for a very specific purpose, all part of the plan. But until we allow the Lord to kind of pick us up and use us and point us in the direction he wants us to go, we're not going to really accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. 
Paul says, listen, we're, we're fellow workers with God, building this together. This is God's church, but we are his hands, we are his feet. And so we, we should be asking ourselves questions like, what are we doing at Rosemont to impact the kingdom of the Lord? Like, how am I serving the Lord here at Rosemont? How am I serving the Lord out in the community? What am I doing at work to impact those people that I'm with? Because if I'm part of the church, and you are, we're going to see that in just a few minutes. If I'm part of this church, this is God's church. He wants me to work with him to make it grow. What am I actually doing to make it grow? You know, I'm excited about this building. I'm excited about all the things we have in the, in the baptistry, and it's, it's incredible. By the way, just a quick note. We did three baptisms at 930. I'm sure there, there'll be a lot of 11. We've got a kind of a backlog of people, a long list of people who are going to be baptized over the next many weeks because we had not had a baptistry in several months. But we put this baptistry down here on the floor so people could be close to it. Families could come. I baptized my son in the 930 service. He was the Jonas Camp. That's my son, Jonas. And my wife and children and her sister and her husband stood around him as he was baptized. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful picture. We, we want to continue to do that. But all, Now watch this. This is important. All of these magnificent things that you see are simply a tool that we can use to reach the world for Christ. It's an instrument for us. We're going to use these things and we're going to pack this place out and thousands of people will come over the next many, many years. But this is a tool for us. This building to me, a lot of people think about church as a place you can come and sit. This to me is a sending organization. It's a sending thing. So what, what I say to you is instead of trying to figure out how many we can seat, we should instead be asking how many can we send, Right? Because the church really begins. Now, there, there's worship in here and prayer and all this is important. But my, my vision for this church is that people will come here, be equipped, be trained, get excited about the things of the Lord, and then begin the real work once they step outside the walls of the building. You understand? Like church kind of starts here, but it just starts here. you got to go out into the world and reach people for Christ and share your faith and share your testimony. We should be asking, how is God sending me? How is God using me? How can we continue to build upon what the Lord has already done here? Now, there's a second thing I want you to see. It's, it's important. It's kind of a catch to all this. It's really important. You can't miss it. It's not insignificant. It begins in verse 10. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold or silver or precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through the fire. Here's the second truth. Right? We see that this is God's church. He wants it to grow using the people of the church. Truth number two, we must build our church upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. We've got to build our church upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. Paul says very simply there in verse 11, For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
Now, this, this church has got rich history. I've, I've talked about it already several times, and I think about the people that have been involved in this process, and I've mentioned several already this morning, but you need to understand, we're, we're standing and building on the shoulders of people that have come before us. Like our work, the things that we're doing now, literally even on this floor, we're, we're building upon a foundation that's already been created. Paul says, listen, I started the foundation and others are building upon it. But because of God's blessing, because Christ has been central to this church from this pulpit for over 50 years now, Preacher Max did it, I'm committed to continue to do it. Because the Word of God is, is foundational to who we are, God has blessed this church and continue to see growth, and we're going to continue to build upon the foundation that people started years and years ago. One writer said it like this, speaking of Christ and his foundation. He says, his person, his life, his doctrines, his teaching, his resurrection, his ascension, his return by means of the Holy Spirit to make himself universally available among us, his coming return in person from heaven, all that is included as part of the foundation. And so I want to give you, very quickly, I want to give you five things, five areas that we ought to be thinking about, five things that, that are really fun, fundamental for us if we're going to continue to move forward and we're going to continue to allow God to use us and for this church to grow. I've put them on the screen. First, we need to keep Christ first. Now, I know that sounds obvious, but here's the application for you. This is important. All right, we can't keep Christ first in this church if Christ isn't first in your heart. Right, because you, you can't kind of flip on the Jesus switch at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning and then at 12.15 flip it off and it's off the whole rest of the week. Our success as a church for the foreseeable future, for years and years to come, will be directly determined by how much we put Christ first in our lives. You understand that? The success of this church is directly related to how much the people of this church put Christ first in the hearts. So if you want this church to continue to grow, you want the foundation to continue to grow, people have got to put Christ first in the way they live, in the way they act, in the way they think, in the way they make decisions, in the way that they walk outside of these doors. That's the first thing. Second, we've got to continue leading people to salvation in Jesus Christ. We've got to continue to share our testimony. We've got to continue to share the gospel. You've got to go to work and be a Christ-like example for the people that you work with. We're going to continue to baptize people. We've got to keep the idea of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ first and foremost in how we live. Thirdly, we've got to continue to preach and teach the Word of God. Right? I'm committed, have been, and always will be to preaching God's Word. And I've said this before, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If I ever get up here and don't preach the Word of God, I should be removed. I should be removed if I'm not preaching straight out of God's Word. Preacher Max did it for 40-plus years. I plan it for doing it for as long as the Lord will have me here. We've got to preach and teach God's Word. And so we were, we were thinking along those lines about dedicating this building. We had a lot of different ideas about how we should do it. And, you know, there's a ribbon cutting and a special ceremony, maybe a little brunch or something. We just kind of kicked a lot of ideas around. But we settled in on something that I'm just very, very excited about. And it's going to be what I think is a very biblical way to do it, but it involves you. Here's what we're going to do. The Wednesday after Easter, we wanted to get through the week of Easter because it's a busy week anyway. Get through Easter. The Wednesday after Easter, starting about 7.30 or 8 o'clock that night. I'll have to look and see exactly when we started it. All the way through until the following Sunday morning. So Wednesday night until Sunday morning, 
Our vision is to have somebody standing at this pulpit reading God's word aloud from Genesis 1 through the end of Revelation. Now, I need you to help me do that. I can't do it alone. I can't stand up here for 96 straight hours and read God's word. But among us, we can. And so we've got sign-up sheets. I want you to sign up for period. That means somebody at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, somebody at, at 4 o'clock in the morning Friday, somebody at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday is going to be standing here and for an hour at a time going to read God's word beginning in Genesis all the way through the end of Revelation. While they're doing that, we're going to open this place up. You can come and listen to them read at any point. You can come and pray with them or for them or for this church at any point. But I need you to do this. I can't do this alone. Right? We've got little sheets right at our connect desk. We've got this brand new area out here, this brand new connect desk. You go out there after the service, sign up for a slot. We'll be signing up all week. You can sign up online as well. You can sign up next Sunday morning. But I want to dedicate this building very simply by building upon the foundation of Jesus Christ in his word, by reading all the way through the scripture from beginning. Now, that's a pretty significant thing, right? It's going to take a lot of people. It's going to take a lot of people with a lot of commitment, but I believe we can do it, and I want you to be part of it. So we're going to commit to God's word, teaching, preaching God's word. Fourthly, we're going to continue to send people into the world for Christ. Right? This is a sending organization. We are committed to reaching LaGrange and Troop County and all around the world. So if you're new, this is the first time you've been, we send dozens of people all year, all around the world. We've got 15 or 16 or maybe 17 trips planned this year alone to send people all around the world, continents all over the world, different countries, different people groups. We're committed to do that. We're going to keep doing that. And then fifthly, we need to be committed to prayer. If we're going to build a foundation on what's been done before us, if we're going to build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ, we've got to be committed to prayer. Now, I want to wind this thing up with one final point. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. This is important, right? This is where the rubber really meets the road for you. This is kind of your point of application. Paul says in verse 16, Do you not know? And he says that because most people don't know. <laughs> Do you not know that you are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God would destroy him. For God's temple is holy. You are that temple. Here's the third and final truth this morning. We are the church. Like you, If you expect things to happen at Rosemont, it's got to happen because of you. If people are sharing their faith out in the world, it's going to happen because you're doing it. If people are hearing the gospel, it's because you're willing to share it with them. Right? I, I love what we've done here. I'm so excited about this building. I'm so excited about what, what God has done to bless us. But if this building burns to the ground tomorrow, Rosemont's fine. Because we're Rosemont. Right? This, is a, this is a tool we're going to use. It's beautiful, and there's a lot of things we like about it. It's large, modern, things we wanted. But we're the church. Paul says, listen, we, we've been called by the Lord for very specific purposes, for very specific reasons to accomplish very specific things. What are we doing to impact the world for Christ? And so I want to I finish with something a little bit different this morning. Musicians, you guys come on out. If they're back there waiting, they're going to come out and begin to play here in just a few minutes. And we're going to have a time of invitation. But here's what I want to happen during that time of invitation. I'm going to be down front. If you want to come speak to me, you certainly can. But I want to have a time where we come and just kind of pray at the altar. We just have an opportunity to uh, 
pour out our hearts to the Lord, just to cry out to him in a time of prayer. And so if you can come down and kneel, I would, I would love nothing more than for these services to begin. We did it at 8.30. We did it at 9.45. I want to do it at 11. Let's begin our first services in this building by having this altar just packed with people in prayer, asking the Lord to bless us, asking the Lord to use us, asking the Lord to do amazing things in this church for years and years and years to come. So let me pray for us, and then we're going to give you the opportunity to come down front and pray. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing here. We thank you for this church, Father, and for the, the foundation upon which we're building, for the people that were faithful before us. Father, I pray we'd be faithful, understanding what Paul is teaching, Father, keeping Christ first, growing this church through the power of the Spirit, Lord, going out into the world, doing great things. Use us, Father. Use us for the sake of your kingdom. And we'll praise your name for all that you do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can stand. Come on down right now. Let's just fill this altar up. Let's just have a time of prayer asking the Lord to do great things here at Rosemary. Grander earth has quaked before. Moved by the sound of his voice. Seas that are shaken and stirred can be calmed and broken for my regard. Through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. Through it all, through it all, it is well. in you, kind of a, a fresh start, Lord, a new journey for us in this place. 
We're starting it here on our knees before you, Father, in prayer, begging you, pleading with you to use us, Father. We want to be used to do great things. We are the church. Father, we follow your direction and your leadership. Use us as we go into the world to do great things for the sake of your kingdom. Use this building, Father, for decades and decades to come to reach people, to teach the gospel, to equip people, to send them out into the world. Father, praise your name for what you've done and for what you're going to continue to do. May your name be glorified in all the earth. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great Sunday. Thank you for joining today's sermon. We would love to hear how today's message blessed you. Use the Contact Us link on our website at rosemontchurch.org. God bless.